local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for this Thursday, February the 8th, 2024, 5.06 p.m. on the Eastern Seaboard. Patrick Reynolds along for the ride tonight. Thanks to all of you for listening to WSIC News Talk Radio. You just heard Dollars and Cents with Joshua Doby every Thursday here at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on our WSIC News Talk family of platforms brought to you by North Main Financial One big community partner with Lake Norman and North Charlotte, even folks in Iredell County, North Main Financial, leadered, led by Joshua Doby, and he's host of Dollars and Cents every Thursday here in WSIC at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The top five at five news stories that we are tracking for you tonight. A convicted felon led sheriff's deputies on a high-speed chase. A Cuban national faces felony drug charges. A Statesville man is sentenced to 10 plus years in prison after a 2023 shooting. A stolen handgun was found at North Mecklenburg High School. A Troutman-based company is facing OSHA charges. And I believe we may have our first caller on the line. This sounds like Yolanda from iCats. Hello, Yolanda. Good evening, Patrick. How are you this evening? We are doing well here up in Statesville. How are you doing? I'm doing well down here in Charlotte. I'm doing okay. How is our roads and traffic looking? How's the roadways for the folks? All right. Okay. So 77 southbound. It's gridlock. It's like stop and go traffic over the bridges all the way down to exit 18. I did not notice any incidents or anything like that coming down. But it is really heavy. Okay. Northbound, uh, northbound, we got uh, heavy traffic at that Brookshire exit. Um, and other than that, no, no other incidents or anything like that. Okay. So no incidents to report. That's good. But we got some slowdowns and heavy pockets to report to the folks. That sounds good. I uh, hope you have safe travels to wherever destination you're heading to next. Thank you so much. You All guys right. have a great evening. Be safe out there. You too as well, Yolanda. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Yolanda from iCats checking in with us with the traffic report. Looks like southbound on I-77. We've got some congestion close to exit 18 and northbound 77. Heavy congestion near the Brookshire intersection. So no incidents to report. That's great news from iCats. Uh, everybody keep your eyes and ears open. Pay attention. Everybody get home safe. We want to have you in one piece tonight. Your families, your loved ones. Just keep the keep the traffic moving, but pay attention and take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Our ticket giveaway continues on here on the News Drive at 5 for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. As you can see on our social media video feeds, I'm holding up right now to the camera. The Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show four-pack of winning tickets. That's going to go to a lucky caller later on in the News Drive at 5. We will clear the phone lines and open them up for all of you to win. That will come after our 5.45 p.m. break. The Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show is on February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center 
in Charlotte. An added bonus, Craig Conover from Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing Friday, February 23rd and Saturday, February 24th. So we are about 35 minutes away from our ticket giveaway here for the News Drive at 5. In the meantime, 844-STUDIO-4. 844-788-3464. Get you right in. Those are the phone numbers to win the tickets later. And also, in the meantime, if you'd like to talk about the news or anything going on, you heard Yolanda call in with a traffic report. If there's anything else out there that you see, feel free to dial in to the News Drive at 5, and we'll pass you on. To our listeners, well, we'll talk to you, but we'll just let the listeners know what's going on. I'm sure we would all appreciate that. In our top five headlines tonight, top story earlier this week in Statesville, Sergeant Cascadon was traveling north on Shelton Avenue when he was almost hit by a black car who failed to stop at a sign. The sergeant then turned on his lights to conduct a traffic stop on the vehicle, but the driver fled at a high rate of speed. The vehicle was pursued north on Shelton Avenue into the city of Statesville. While fleeing, the suspect began throwing bags out the window of the vehicle. The suspect eventually pulled over at Woodbridge Road on Highway 64 and was taken into custody. The driver of the vehicle was identified as Ricky DeLorenzo Taylor of Statesville. The bags thrown from the vehicle were retrieved by patrol deputies and officers with the Statesville Police Department who were in the area. The bags contained illegal narcotics. A search of the vehicle was conducted, and a loaded firearm with a 30-round magazine was located under the driver's seat. Additional narcotics were also found inside the vehicle. In total, over 73 grams of cocaine and a Taurus 9mm handgun were seized. Taylor was taken to the Iredell County Detention Center. Taylor appeared before Magistrate Nethkin, who issued him no bond on the charges. Now, you heard a lot more detail on this story on yesterday's episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty, which is hosted by the Iredell County Sheriff's Office every Wednesday afternoon here on WSIC News Talk. And we also got some good information on this story and case from Iredell Firewire on Facebook. So another hat tip to Iredell Firewire, the Facebook group for keeping the community informed and also WSIC News. We researched uh, information around the area, headlines that may affect you in the community. Iredell Firewire on Facebook is always a good source of information. I look there every day for a little bit of information on what's going on in the community. Big hat tip and thanks to them for some details. In other news, a Cuban national faces felony drug trafficking charges after being stopped for a traffic violation by Iredell County Sheriff's Office deputies. Yes, Manny Yarella Portella told deputies he was traveling from Columbus, Ohio to his home in Miami, Florida. After being called to assist with the stop, Iredell County Sheriff's Office canine Brandy indicated that the car had presence of illegal narcotics. During a search of the vehicle, deputies located 55 pounds of marijuana. Portillo was arrested and transported to the Iredell County Detention Center, where he was charged with felony trafficking marijuana by possession, felony trafficking marijuana by transport, felony possession with intent to sell or deliver marijuana, felony maintain a vehicle for the sale of a controlled substance, and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. 
Magistrate Thompson issued a $150,000 secure bond on those charges. While conducting a records check on Portella, deputies learned that he was in the country illegally. The Homeland Security Investigations Office has issued a federal detainer for the suspect. This case was also covered on the good, the bad, and the guilty. A lot of information crossover between the News Drive and 5 and the Iredell County Sheriff's Office each Wednesday afternoon. So good, ba- good, bad, and the guilty, a great source of information as well that's happening in the community. We've got more headlines coming up. We've got our ticket giveaway coming up. And we've got your phone calls, 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. You can see these tickets for winning, winning, winning tickets. Facebook, YouTube, X, LinkedIn, and YouTube. We'll be right back with the News Drive at 5. See you after this. Stick around for more of the News Drive at 5. Coming up on 1059-100.7 WSIC. Call 844-STUDIO-4 now to join in the conversation on the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 1059-100.7 WSIC. You heard her, 844-STUDIO-4. That'll get you right in. Join the conversation. 844-788-3464 here at WSIC News Talk. This is the News Drive at 5 for Thursday, February the 8th, 2024, 5.18 p.m. East Coast time. Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Tickets to be given away about 30 minutes from now. That same phone number will get you to win the tickets. Or if you'd like to join our news conversation about any of the headlines of today, we are a News Talk radio station. We connect with you and the community. Would love to hear from you. Would love to talk with you. Back to the the News Drive Top 5 at 5 tonight. A Statesville man was sentenced to more than 10 years in prison in connection with a shooting that occurred on Garfield Street last summer. Craig Allen Blackwell Jr., age 35, pleaded guilty in Aradale County Superior Court to assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, inflicting serious injury, two counts of possession of firearm by a felon, and assault by strangulation. Superior Court Judge Tanya Kutchin, who presided over Wednesday's hearing, ordered Blackwell to serve 127 to 165 months in prison. The charges were filed by the Statesville Police Department in connection with the shooting on June 24th, 2023. On the day of the shooting, officers responded to Iredell Memorial Hospital after receiving a report that an individual was being treated there for a gunshot wound to the stomach. The shooting victim, whose name was not released by the Statesville Police Department, was transported to Atrium Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center in Winston-Salem with life-threatening injuries. As the investigation progressed, Blackwell was identified as a suspect in the shooting and the Statesville Police Department obtained warrants for his arrest. Blackwell was apprehended by Aradale County Sheriff's Office deputies on July 3, 2023, on Greenbrier Road. The Statesville Police Department expressed its gratitude to Assistant District Attorney Chris Cleveland and District Attorney Sarah Kirkman for efforts in prosecuting this case. Sarah Kirkman was an in-studio guest 
right here on the News Drive at 5 Tuesday of this week. So if you want to head back on our social media platforms, we've got podcasts there. You can pick up the Tuesday broadcast of the News Drive at 5. And we had a great conversation with Sarah Kirkman and her job details, as well as her campaign venture as she goes for re-election this year. In Huntersville, a loaded handgun that had been reported stolen was found at North Mecklenburg High School in Huntersville after a fight broke out between students, according to Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and Huntersville Police. CMS said the gun was discovered on campus following an altercation between students. Huntersville Police said the fight was between two students and a school resource officer was able to break up the fight quickly. Following the fight, school staff approved a search of students' belongings and located a stolen, loaded 9mm handgun in one of the students' backpacks. At no time was the weapon used or displayed during the fight. Huntersville Police said, We are currently waiting on the Department of Juvenile Justice to see if they will issue a secure custody order on this juvenile. Principal Hood with North Mecklenburg High School said in a release statement to families, quote, any student in violation will be disciplined according to the Student Code of Conduct Handbook. This remains an ongoing and open investigation by the Huntersville Police Department. I have a report here uh, from a listener and, and two, two people that listen to News Drive at 5 that reaffirms the scams that we talked about. Uh, the Iredell County Sheriff's Office was in here on the News Drive at 5 twice recent weeks, as well as on the good, the bad, and the guilty. And we, they talked about local scams that were being made and trying to be made, actually, on the citizens around here. And they talked about their reference to Iredell County. I've got a report here from a listener of the show who wished to remain anonymous, but it was part of the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Department. Uh, I got an email today, uh, detailed events. Uh, A man called him saying they're from the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Department. They informed him that there was a bench warrant out for his arrest for missing a trial where uh, he would have been a material witness. He informed the man that he had no knowledge of the trial and verified his name, his home address, identification. He said that the uh, caller said that he was in possession of a subpoena signed by him saying that he would be present in court. And he said he had no such knowledge of this document. He even had a couple of laws depicted for failure to appear and contempt of court. They had a phone number set up for Mecklenburg County Police as identification. So he called back, uh, disconnected the call. The caller called back, and the number popped up on the caller ID. So this anonymous person, anonymous citizen, went and Googled the number. And it came up to be mechsheriff.com. So these scammers are pretty are pretty slick, actually. They're dumb, but they're smart at the same time. And they actually made a convincing argument for him to Zelle or PayPal some money. As the Iredell County Sheriff's Office emphasized when they were here in the News Drive at 5 and on the good, the bad, and the guilty, they're not going to try to collect any fines for a missed 
court date. So let's put this out there, stress it again. We've talked about it a few times on the show, but when I heard about this today, I felt this is a great reminder for the audience. If anyone is calling you saying that you have missed a court date and you know nothing about the court date and they're asking for money as a way to get out of it, it's a scam. This person that is remaining anonymous told or says in this email that he was given a couple options. One, that there was a no gag order on this case. So if he talked to the police department about it, he would be in contempt and be arrested or he could pay money. So they gave this gentleman options on how to get out of this. And one was going to jail, which, you know, that's not really out of it. But the other aspect was pay money. And they gave some PayPal, Zelle you know, online, uh, the Iowa County Sheriff's talked about gift cards here recently. So people be alert. Uh, I appreciate uh, the listener. Want to remain anonymous? You will. No problem at all. However, if you would like to call and talk about this case online, or excuse me, on air with us, if you're listening right now, 844-STUDIO-4 or 844-788-3464, you can call in. And if you want to talk about uh, your views and your experience here, you will remain anonymous. But we could talk to you on the air. No names will be used. But, yeah, he was smart enough to, to see through this. It, it sounded very suspicious. He finally went down to the sheriff's office, uh, talked to the police. They said there's no warrant out for your arrest. And this is the same scam that the Aradale County Sheriff's Office talked about here on WSIC News. So please, people, be vigilant, be aware. And if anybody missed those shows earlier, uh, last few weeks here, either the good, bad, the ugly, or the news drive at five, this is a scam going around. People posing as the police department, telling you you have missed a court date, there's a subpoena for your arrest, and you can get out of it by paying money. Do not fall for that. Hang up. Call the police department directly. You. Call the police department directly. Talk to an officer. Explain to them what's going on. Get the real story. And uh, just be vigilant. Be aware. But I appreciate the listener for sharing their story with us. Understand you want to stay anonymous. No problem with that. But we certainly want to let our audience know that this is happening out there. We want to protect all of you. You're part of our WSIC community and family, and you mean a lot to us. So, listener, I appreciate your staring, you sharing your story with us. Thank you so much, and I'm sure our audience appreciates it as well. On to other headlines. Uh, in Troutman, the ABC board is moving ahead with planning for a second location, although no target date for beginning construction has been selected. The board is watching the progress of residential development in the area and also the state of the economy before making a decision about when to start construction. The board purchased just over seven acres at the southern end of Flower House Loop on Highway 21 two years ago in preparation for a possible second store. The land was recently released from Mooresville's jurisdiction clearing the way for potential annexation and rezoning by the Troutman Town Council at Thursday's meeting, which is tonight. A representative of the North Carolina ABC Commission has visited the property site and evaluated the land and checked out the mandatory sign that must be posted for 30 days prior to a new store's construction. Troutman ABC Board Chair Leighton Geisinger has submitted a business plan, projected budget, and other information to the state ABC commissions for consideration and permission for the second store. 
Getzinger does not expect a response from the commission until March at the earliest. The Troutman Planning and Zoning Board recommended approval of the annexation and rezoning request at its January meeting. Several residents spoke out about traffic and lighting concerns from the store and an adjacent project where a small shopping center is planned, as well as the need for further opportunities for alcohol consumption in the town. The current ABC store's mortgage was paid off in July. The board has since been putting aside the money formerly used for the mortgage, plus the $1,000 extra paid towards principal each month in a specific capital project fund account to help pay for the new store. The ABC board currently has over 447000 of the 618000 of working capital maximum, which is allowed by the ABC commission. The board also has 281000 in a savings account. Getzinger reported that in the second quarter of fiscal year 23-24, the store had net sales of $931,000. The News Drive at 5 rolls on. We've got more headlines coming up. Patrick Reynolds taking you home. Stick with us here on WSIC. We'll be right back. The News Drive at 5 will be back shortly on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Call 844-STUDIO-4 now to join in the conversation on the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 for this Thursday, February 8th, 2024, 5.35 p.m. on the East Coast. Patrick Reynolds on your ride home this evening. We are about 10 minutes away from our ticket giveaway to the Charlotte Home in Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 4th, and 5th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing at the show on the 23rd and the 24th. That's Friday and Saturday of that three-day weekend. So stay tuned for your chance to win tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Back to our news headlines tonight. Oh, 844-STUDIO-4 if you'd like to join the show. 844-788-3464. One more time, 844-788-3464. News from Winesburg, Ohio. Why am I reading news from Ohio? Stay tuned. This all will make sense in a moment. Chicken processor Case Farms is facing nearly $400,000 in fine amid federal safety violations and accusations the company is failing to sufficiently protect workers from the risk of machinery accidents at its home county facility in Winesburg, Ohio. The citations include not using required procedures to protect workers from machinery mishaps, failing to train its workers in such procedures, a lack of machine guards to protect workers from getting into contact with operating machine parts, and exposing workers to fall and electrical hazards. The Occupational and Safety Health Administration, or OSHA, is seeking almost $400,000 in fines against the company. Case Farms Headquarters... Well, that's right here in Troutman. It has locations in Massillon and in Canton, Ohio, in the area of Winesburg and Holmes County. The plant is just outside the Winesburg Village 
limits in Paint Township. The Labor Department said Case Farms has 3,500 employees in the U.S. and 576 at the Winesburg facility. A Case Farms spokesman had no immediate comment. The Labor Department said the most recent set of citations against Case Farms are the result of a follow-up inspection by OSHA inspectors at the company's Winesburg facility on August the 7th. The Labor Department said the violations discovered in the facility's live hang department were substantially similar to violations cited in a previous case. The department said the inspection was done as part of OSHA's Severe Violator Enforcement Program. It characterized the citations as three repeat violations, seven serious violations, and four other than serious violations. The Labor Department said OSHA has cited Case Farms 70 times since 1988 for 450 violations at its North Carolina and Ohio facilities. Said management, most of the violations related to machine guarding, lockout, tag procedures, fall and electrical hazards, and processing safety management. The department statement said Case Farms has 15 business days from the time it was notified of the citations to comply with safety regulations, seek an informal conference with OSHA's area director, or dispute the findings of the inspectors before the Independent Occupational Safety and Health Review Commission. A little closer to home, Drug Alcohol Coalition of Iredell Board Chair Dorothy Hensley asked community members some sobering questions this week as she welcomed them to the In the Know events day of learning, listening, and experiencing issues surrounding substance misuse. Statesville Mayor Costi Coutte thanked attendees for coming to learn more and for their passion for drug and alcohol awareness and treatment. Born for some personal experience and some loved ones' struggles. The DACI Executive Director Shane Nixon said a coalition power is when we do what I can't. A coalition is when all of us get involved when one of us won't make a difference. The DACI Coalition's mission is to flatten the line of substance misuse and overdose in Iredell County. When Nixon uh, became joined with DACI two years ago, the coalition surveyed middle schoolers, finding that one in three had vaped in the last 30 days. After anti-vaping educational efforts, a recent DACI survey indicated the number fell to one in four. Though that seems like a small decrease, Nixon said, quote, find that fourth parent and ask him or her if it made a difference, because I assure it does. DACI has passed out thousands of prescription lockboxes and drug disposal kits to keep dangerous drugs out of the hands of others, particularly youths. Award-winning artist Shellam Klein is returning to his hometown for a very special concert on Saturday, March the 9th. The event will be held at the Troutman Event Center in Troutman. The show will feature Shellam's latest singles along with his past hits and family-friendly comedy. Tickets for this special one-night event are only $5 in, in advance and $8 at the door. Seating is very limited, so get your tickets now. In Huntersville, well, a Huntersville brewery transformed into Mardi Gras for a fun-filled gala to benefit visually impaired children. 
The Charlotte Delta Gamma Alumni Chapter, which is a sorority alumni organization dedicated to community service, hosted the Night for Sight Mardi Gras Ball at Neoteric Brewing to benefit the Metrolina Association for the Blind Eye, their after-school program. The sorority has focused on sight conservation and aided the blind since 1936. The event featured live music by the Bayou St. John Boys Band, New Orleans-style food, beads, masks, and craft beer. The Metrolina Association for the Blind serves the Charlotte metro area, providing service and support for those who are blind or visually impaired. Its EYE tribe stands for Envisioning Youth Excellence, is a new after-school program that teaches visually impaired students life skills such as cooking and takes the children on adventures such as rock climbing and ice skating. It fosters independence and self-confidence. The Davidson College Art Collection Advisory Committee is hosting a visual arts trip to Philadelphia. Court Savage, Chair and Professor of the Arts Department, and Leah Newman, Director and Curator of the Van Every Smith Galleries, will lead a visual arts excursion to Philadelphia. Hosted by the Davidson College Art Collection Advisory Committee, this trip is open to alums, parents, and friends. Registration is now open. you got to register by Friday, March the 15th. Space is limited to the, f- to the first 30 travelers that register. Trip participants will enjoy exclusive tours led by prominent Philadelphia-based curators and Davidson faculty. The excursion will include opportunities to see art spanning several centuries at some of the most dynamic institutions in the city, including the Philadelphia Museum of Art, the Roden Museum, the Fabric Workshop and Museum, Mural Arts, and the Barnes Collection. The trip is priced at $19.95 per person. That's $1,995, not just under $20. So it's $19.95. But that price includes all museum experiences, tour-related transportation, and a fantastic array of meals at celebrated Philadelphia restaurants. The price does not include hotel transportation to Philadelphia or transportation to or from the airport. If you have any questions or specific accessibility requirements, please email Leah Newman at davidson.edu. And also in Davidson, this coming Saturday, February 10th, Janie and Scott Slusrick of the Rumor Mill Market are hosting a pet adoption event on behalf of the Lake Norman Humane Society. Be sure to stop by for the pet adoption and learn about pet health. The Rumor Mill Market is located on Depot Street in Davidson. So if you're looking for a pet, here's a great opportunity for you this this coming Saturday in Davidson at the Rumor Mill Market at uh, Depot Street. So good stuff. Producer Joe, you got a pet? I do. You do? What do you have? A couple cats. Couple cats, so you're not, not looking for any more. No, no, no. No, definitely not. If you no. want to be as cool as producer Joe and get a couple more pets, pet adoption this Saturday in Davidson. News Drive at 5 rolls on. Patrick Reynolds taking you home. We'll be right back. Stick around for more of the News Drive at 5 coming up on 1059 100.7 WSIC. 
Call 844-STUDIO-4 now to join in the conversation on the News Drive at 5 with Patrick Reynolds on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Eight four four studio four, eight four four seven eight eight three four six four. Just like she just said, those is time for the winning tickets for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. I've got a four pack right in my hands, ready to go to one lucky winner right now. Eight four four studio four, eight four four seven eight eight three four six four. Four pack of tickets to the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Craig Conover of Bravo's hit series Southern Charm will be appearing at the show Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February the 24th. They're yours right now. Call in to win 844-STUDIO-4 and 844-788-3464. The News Drive at 5 rolls on. I'm Patrick Reynolds taking you home on this Thursday February the 8th, 2024, 5.49 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for tuning in to WSIC News Talk. Recapping some of our earlier top stories from the broadcast. Earlier this week in Statesville, a sergeant was traveling north on Shelton Avenue when he was almost hit by a black car who failed to stop at a sign. The sergeant then turned on his lights to conduct a traffic stop on the vehicle, but the driver fled at a high rate of speed. The vehicle was pursued north on Shelton Avenue into the city of Statesville. While fleeing, the suspect began throwing bags out the window of the vehicle. The suspect eventually pulled over at Woodbridge Road on Highway 64 and was taken into custody. The driver of the vehicle was identified as Ricky DeLorenzo Taylor of Statesville. The bags thrown from the vehicle were retrieved by police deputies and officers with the Statesville Police Department who were in the area. The bags contained illegal narcotics. A search of the vehicle was conducted and a loaded firearm with a 30-round magazine was located under the driver's seat. Additional narcotics were also found inside the vehicle. In total, over 73 grams of cocaine and a Taurus 9mm handgun were seized. Taylor was taken to the Iredell County Detention Center. Ricky DiLorenzo Taylor appeared before Magistrate Nethkin, who issued him no bond in the charges. You heard the Iredell County Sheriff's Office describing this case yesterday on the broadcast of The Good, The Bad, and The Guilty. And we want to thank the Facebook group, the Iredell Firewire, for some information and details that helped us here at WSIC News and News Drive at 5 report on that story. In other news, a Cuban national faces felony drug trafficking charges after being stopped for a traffic violation by the Iredell County Sheriff's Office deputies. Sheriff Darren Campbell announced the arrest of Yasmani Urella Portella. Portella told deputies he was traveling from Columbus, Ohio, to his home in Miami, Florida. After being called to assist with the stopped, the Iredell County Sheriff's Office canine Brandy indicated at the car the presence of illegal narcotics. During a search of the vehicle, deputies located 55 pounds of marijuana. Portella was arrested and transported to the Iredell County Detention Center, 
where he was charged with felony trafficking marijuana by possession, felony trafficking marijuana by transport, felony possession with intent to sell or deliver marijuana, felony maintain a vehicle for the sale of a controlled substance, and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. Magistrate Thompson issued a $150,000 secured bond on those charges. While conducting a records check on Portela, deputies learned that he was in the country illegally. The Homeland Security Investigations Office has issued a federal detainer for the arrest. In Statesville, a man was sentenced to more than 10 years in prison in connection with the shooting that occurred on Garfield Street last summer. Craig Ellen Blackwell Jr., age 35, pleaded guilty in Ardell County Superior Court to assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, inflicting serious injury, two counts of possession of firearm by a felon, and assault by strangulation. Superior Court Judge Tanya Kutchin, who presided over Wednesday's hearing, ordered Blackwell to serve 127 to 165 months in prison. So, producer Joe, scoreboard coming up at the top of the hour. What do you got? We got a good one coming today. Uh, got obviously the high school update, uh, college or high school basketball, I should say. Uh, is full in effect here. We got only a few games left. So tomorrow there's a lot of teams that are playing, uh, but most of these schools in the area only have three games remaining on their schedule. So we're going to go through that, talk about some of the uh, playoff scenarios, I guess, if you will, uh, as well as some general sports news, including... Uh, I got this NCAA story that I've been talking about with the NLRB and uh, players at Dartmouth basketball being told that they are employees of the team. So we have a little bit of an update on that. No real uh, resolution. Also, NBA trade deadline was today, and unlike yesterday, it was pretty interesting today. And then if we have time, we might end up talking some NCAA basketball and maybe even some NHL hockey. So quite a bit on tap for today. Here there's a game on Sunday. A, a game on Sunday, really? Oh, who would have thought? Yeah, the, actually we got the, uh, the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. And yesterday when I did my uh, show on the scoreboard, I decided to make my official uh, prediction. So if you remember, uh, Patrick, on uh, back in August before you had your news drive, I uh, did a preseason Super Bowl prediction where I said it would be the 49ers versus the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Close, no cigar on that. So I am going to say that the uh, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. 27-17 is my prediction. Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs over the Niners. Chiefs Tw over the Niners. 27-17. You cannot... You cannot... And I'm going to say it one more time. You cannot bet against Patrick Mahomes anymore. Just not allowed. I think I can. Uh, <sighs> I, I he's in I like, that category now. Though. Yeah, but I like the odds of going against the grain. You yeah, know? well, the, the odds <clears throat> are good, but the the logic in that is not. It's not really there. And the Chiefs are actually the underdogs. The 49ers are favored right now. Really? Yes. They We're are. from Vegas. Let, let me see if I can get that line for you. <clears throat> get get that line quick. for me, because uh, legal legal sports gambling is coming. It's, it's it, early it, it March. Is. 
right before the uh, yeah. the ACC basketball tournament. Yes, we yes. learned that in a recorded uh, show earlier this week. Yes, we pre-recorded That's coming in the coming weeks on the News Drive. It is. Yeah. It is. Let's so, see. Yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm trying to pull up the uh, the betting line here. Uh, and, you know, this with the Super Bowl, one of the, the biggest things that you'll see is prop bets. Yeah. So I'm trying to find the actual line for the game. Uh, but here it is. Right now, uh, I got the, the 49ers at minus 120 and the Chiefs at plus 100. Uh, as far as the spread goes... You you can't find it. It's it's like all of these prop bets take control here. Here we go. Okay, what do you got? All right, two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half is the spread. That's for, it for the Niners. Yes, I like that. I like a tight game. Like it, that. It's going to be a good game, and like I've been saying, I don't understand why people are upset about the matchup. Like just just watch the game for the game, and you'll be happy. I promise, <sighs> it's going to be a very good game. Well, gosh, I mean, Chiefs back there again. Yeah, that that is one of the things that I think is turning people off to the game. Is like we just dealt with a dynasty in the Patriots, right? Where it was year after year, it's like the Patriots are probably going to win. We go from that directly into a new dynasty. It's it's just a little hard for fans to get used to that. I think we've seen it with the Steelers. We've seen it with the Cowboys. Yep. Patriots. There's always it was the been. Steelers, then it was the Cowboys, right. and then we had the Patriots in the 2000s who held on for a long time. Yeah. They held on for as long as they could. Well, Brady's got kind of like a unicorn of a career. He does. He's got three Hall of Fame careers within one career. Like, <laughs> if he would have stopped playing after six years, Hall of Fame career. If mm-hmm. that... That stretch in the middle of his career where he didn't win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. if that was his career... He'd be in the Hall of Fame. Right. And then after that, when he started winning again and then eventually going to the Bucks, if you just take that sample size, that's a Hall of Fame career right there. So it's 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 an anomaly. It really is. Well, the Niners in the 80s. The Niners in the 80s were, were the dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, uh, I mean, I remember Joe Montana. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Slight age difference between two of us, bro. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <clears throat> but, I'm more excited for Daytona, to be honest with you. Me too. But the Super Bowl just sooner, and we're a news talk station, so I it thought is. it'd be timely. It is. It is. But we, you know, we love NASCAR over here at the yeah. scoreboard. Well, may, uh, maybe love is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> we really like NASCAR, but want to see other people. We, we yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I I made a point yesterday to say that Dale Jr. should become the CEO. Of NASCAR mm. because I think that the ideas that he has and the things that he says on his podcast specifically it resonates. With oh, he's people. got great ideas. He's got great ideas and everything he touches, mm-hmm. kind of like um, in in the NFL with Peyton Manning and his production company. Yes. Everything yep. he touches, gold. Everything Dale Jr. <laughs> touches and Dirty Mo Media touches. Yeah. Gold. He was in on the Netflix series that is on now. Right. So I really think that he should actually have an active role in NASCAR, but we'll see. You know who, we th- who I think should run NASCAR and be president? You? Me! Yes! yes! Yeah! All right. I could get behind that. I would make a lot of people <laughs> mad. Well, I am happy. I'm going to go get some hot tea. That's a good idea. And some honey from my throat. Good, we'll, we'll, Thanks for we'll, helping me We made it through. News <laughs> <laughs> Drive at 5. Good night, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Scoreboard up next. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.